Praise the Lord, church. I want to say it's always an honor to be here. And uh, I want to, you know, October is Pastor's Appreciation Month. And uh, I'll say this, that uh, this church, Newark, is blessed beyond. Listen, you could do this until Jesus comes back. And it's not enough, I can promise you that. Amen. I, amen. I want to give honor to pastors, brother and sister Showstrand, you all. Thank you so much for, for who you are and what you are and what you have done in uh, my life, my family's life, my ministry. They have paved a path in my ministry. You all have forever paved a road in my ministry. And, and I'm forever indebted to you for that. They helped me pilot my way through a thing called COVID-19. <laughs> Pastor a church through that strange place. And uh, we're still working on that. But I feel like I, I called him daily for weeks. Pastor, what do you think I ought to do here? And what are you guys doing there? And what, what, do, you, what do you think? And, and he always gave me a sound word. And I, I appreciate that. And I just thank you so much. And I appreciate this church. This church is an amazing church. It truly is an honor to be tied to this church. And uh, I appreciate you all tonight. So good to have my wife and daughter with me tonight. Amen. Amen. We're going to jump into the word. Revelations chapter 12 and verse 12. I'm going to give you what the Lord laid on my heart, okay? It says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. I want you to pay special attention to this portion. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. I want you to stretch your Bibles, set your Bibles down, stretch your hands towards heaven one last time. Lord Jesus, God, I pray that you would open up our, our minds and our ears to hear and receive your word tonight, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that your perfect way and will would be done in this house. God, I pray that great things would be done. I pray that we would leave changed and different, Lord Jesus, through the power and through the authority of your living word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to title this tonight, uh, Singing in a Strange Land. Singing in a Strange Land. You say, but it didn't say anything in that scripture about it. You've got to pay attention and we'll get there, okay? Hang with me and we'll get there. But the end of Revelations 12 and 12, it says, For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. I want to simply say this tonight. If the enemy is come, coming down with great wrath, which he is, we can look around, we can look at our church bodies, we can look at the things that's going on in the church to the church folks, we can look at the attacks coming from every single which way possible, that the, that the devil is coming at us with great passion and with a great desire. And let me tell you, then the church in this hour needs to realize there is something that we need to do and that we need 
need to see the power and the presence of the Almighty God and the anointing of God fall like it has never fallen before in the church. Let me tell you, we're, going, we're getting ready to go into a season where the former rain and the latter rain are going to come together. Let me tell you, he saved the best for last. We have not seen the greatest move of God we have ever seen. Newark has not seen a greater move of God than it's getting ready to see coming up here in not many days henceforth. Great things are coming. But I do want to share this with you. I promise you what I'm preaching about tonight, you're not going to get it at a yard sale. You're not going to get it on YouTube. You're not going to find it on a discount shelf somewhere. You're not going to find it through a televangelist. You're not going to find it cheap. It's going to cost you something. You're going to have to find it in a prayer room and in a prayer closet and on your knees. Let me tell you something, church of 2020. What, what the church and what the world needs is a praying church. A church that's not afraid to bind together and pray together. Let me, listen, this church is God's plan A. I think sometimes we think, you know what, if, if I don't do it, there's somebody else that's going to step up and somebody else is going to do it. No, honey, absolutely, positively not. You are plan A. God does not need a plan B. You are it. Simply, simply this church setting here right now. God has orchestrated it. He put you here for such a time as this in 2020. Let me, it's, nothing is a surprise to him. He knew what was coming this way. And he said, I'm going to form a people together in Newark, Ohio. That's going to stand strong. They're going to be able to navigate their way through. And they're going to get my way will done like no one else in history ever could they're going to do it they're going to do it you are plan A you are plan A and listen if we're going to have a move of God I've been telling Belpre this for a while if we're going to have a move of God like they did in the book of Acts, we're not going to have it if we are not on our knees in prayer. We have got, listen, we've got to pray. We've got to pray the glory down. Revival's not going to come through a get-rich-quick scheme. Revival only comes through prayer and through fasting and through seeking God. And I want to simply say this. You are the church. Do you realize that God said, you know, he could have put anybody at any point in time. I've thought about this before. He could have put Moses in 2020. He could have put Joe Hunt back in those days. Praise God he didn't. I've often thought when I get to heaven, I want to go, I want to, there's some folks that I'd like to talk to. I'd like to talk to Moses. I'd like to talk to some of these people. And I've thought, I want to go and ask him what it was like to cross the Red Sea. What it was like when you walked through to see the world's greatest aquarium. Think about it. The greatest aquarium ever they seen. I'd like to ask some questions. What was it like? But I've often thought, you know what, I think they're going to be seeking us out. 
I think that Moses, the one that walked across the Red Sea, I think he's going to be searching some of you all out and say, hey, I need to talk to you. What did it feel like when the Holy Ghost took up residence on the inside of you? Honey, what did it feel like to have the Holy Ghost living on the inside? I think King David's going to search some of us out and say, hey, what was it like? All I got to do was dance around that box. But you have what was on the inside of the box on the inside. What's it like? I come simply to say you're the church of 2020. You are plan A. You will see God. You will see a move of God like you've never seen before. I believe that. I believe that. Listen, we have to finish this thing. We have to finish it. Luke 14 and 28 says, For which of you intend to build a tower, setteth not down first and counteth the cost? whether he have sufficient to finish it. I, I've been around construction long enough to know you get the prints, have an engineer draw it up, plan it up. You start building the house. Start building whatever. Guess what happens? There's always hidden cost. It always costs more than what you intended for. There's always a little hiccup in the road. Well, we've got to do this, or well, we've got to do this. And, and listen, I, I, we, we have just got to finish this thing. We have just got to get through it. There's always the unplanned. There's always the unplanned. There's the unplanned in church. There's the unplanned in your work. There's the unplanned in your family and in your life and in what's going on around you. There's always the unplanned, but we have got to get through it. Listen, we are here to finish this thing. I believe that so. I believe that 100%. I believe that the church that's sitting here today in 2020, I believe you was put here with a mission to finish this thing. I believe that we're going to finish it greater than they started it in the book of Acts. Let me tell you, because my God finishes greater than he started it. I believe we're going to see more miracles than they've seen then. I believe greater things are going to happen now than they did then. Why? Because my God is in control. Listen, we didn't, I got thinking about this, we didn't plan on a global pandemic. Last time I was here, no one wore a mask. You'd have told me then people's going to have masks all over the place. I'd have said, you're crazy. We didn't plan on a global pandemic. We didn't plan on closing our church doors and locking it up for months on end. We didn't plan on that. We didn't plan on our Sunday schools getting all messed up. We didn't plan on that. We didn't plan on having church online. You talk about hard having church online for months. If your people don't like hearing what you say, they just click to somebody else. There's a plenty of people out there they can click to. We didn't plan on that. We didn't plan on having to worship and having to get through this time, uh, four or five month season or whatever, of worshiping in our living room. We didn't plan on having to watch our telephone and get our church. We didn't plan. We didn't bank on that. We did not plan on any of this. I didn't plan on coming to church and having to spread our pews out six feet and have to wear masks and have hand sanitizer all. I didn't, we didn't plan on any of this. 
It's the unplanned. It's the unplanned. You see, it doesn't matter. I come to tell you, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. As long as you've got a praise on your lips. As long as you've got a clap in your hands. As long as your feet can move. As long as your voice can sing. As long as your hands can raise. I come here to tell you, don't let the devil take the situation that you're in and tell you you can't get out of it. Because my God is greater than your situation. Some of you are here, I, I understand, man, that you all, some of you all have been through some stuff in the last month or two. We've been praying for you. I understand you guys have been through some, some amazing, hard situations that may be overwhelming. But let me say this. God is greater than your situation. God is greater than your dilemma. God is greater than your test results. God is greater. God is greater. And let me tell you what God needs in this hour. All God needs is one man. All God needs is one woman. He needs one teenager in a high school. He needs one college student, one hyphen student on a college campus. All he needs, all he needs is somebody that's going to say, you know what? I'm here to do the will of God and I'm going to see it through and finish. I'm going to finish this thing. Why don't you look at your neighbor from six feet away and say, I am going to finish it. We got to finish this thing. Listen, the church needs to say, in this hour that we're living, this hour of civil unrest that we're living in, I, I've told both our churches back home, this hour that we're living in, we have got the church. We cannot quit. We cannot sit by and watch the devil wreak havoc. We cannot sit still. We cannot go away. Let me tell you, my circumstances, they might be able to chain me down, but there is something on the inside that can never be chained. There's something on the inside of me that absolutely positively nothing can take away. Just like Paul and Silas that was at that sang at that midnight hour, they was in the deep confines of that prison. They were bound and beaten. But there was something that was on the inside of them that night that couldn't stop it. Listen, the beatings couldn't stop their praise. The shackles and the stocks couldn't stop their praise. The darkness wasn't dark enough to stop their praise, their situation that they was marching through, or the situation that they was in, could not hinder their praise. And let me say this right now, and I mean nothing can stop the move of God. Nothing can hinder our praise. I wish I had about six people that would say, you know what, Brother Hunt, I, I'm going through something, but it's not going to hinder my praise. I'm coming out of this thing. Woo! I'm going to be victorious this year. You realize 2020, we started out rough. I believe we're coming out of this thing greater than we went in it. I believe that the church is going to be forever changed in a good way. You say, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I buy that or not. 
Well, I'm going I'm to convince you of something here. We cannot let anything steal and rob our praise. The devil wants to do that. COVID-19 wants to steal our praise. Everything that's going on wants to rob the church's praise. But you don't realize sometimes, sometimes we forget who we are serving after all. The Bible calls him the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon, the strong tower that the righteous run into. Then you can even look in your Bible and you can see it calls him the advocate, the authority. It calls him the bread of life and the bride's groom. It calls him the chief cornerstone, our deliverer, the head of the church, the I am, the undescribable gift the king of kings and it calls him the lord of lords he is the light of the world the lion of the tribe of judah the mighty one he is the one who sets free he is our hope he is our peace he is our redeemer he is our rock he's my door he's my way he's my word he's my truth guess what he's the victorious one Woo! he's a wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and the prince of peace I could go on and on and on that's who that's who we're worshiping that's who we're here for we can't come in here and say you know what but my situation's too great no my God's too great for my situation brother T.F. Tenney said it beautiful when he said this we need to just let's keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. We can walk through the church doors and say, you know what? There ain't nothing robbing my praise tonight. <laughs> the situation that I'm going through this week, what I'm getting ready to go in on Monday, it ain't going to rob my praise tonight. I come to get my praise on. I come to worship my Jesus. I come to shout. I come to dance. I came to worship Him and praise Him because He is the only thing that will see me through. He's it. He is absolutely it. You know in the book of Psalms in the book of Psalms there's nine ways to worship. Y'all probably heard this before. It's nothing revelatory. But there's nine ways to worship. And I, I was thinking about this. You can Six feet apart with masks on, we can still do all nine of them. Listen, we're, I'm bad, we're baptizing them with masks on. We're praying them through with masks on. Six feet apart, the whole nine. Listen, it isn't, it isn't slowing. It's not slowing the move of God down. Sometimes our thinking on how, how it must work, how church has to be, is what slows it down. But listen here. There's nine things. The first three are a spoken voice or a word that's spoken. Psalms 30, chapter 34, it talks about speaking. Psalms 27 talks about shouting. And Psalms 47 talks about singing. You can do all of those with a mask on. I can put it on. Listen here. I can put this thing on right here. And I can speak. I can shout. And I can sing. I can pray for you. I can pray people through to the Holy Ghost. It does not hinder my praise. Guess, guess what? Jesus still hears my prayers. He still hears my prayers. Mask on, mask off. It doesn't matter. Right. 
So we have the spoken voice. Then the next three is our posture. Is our posture. Psalms 95, it talks about bowing down. Psalms 119 talks about standing up. Psalms 149 talks about dancing before the Lord. Let me say this. COVID, this every the pandemic does not stop anything that I've said yet. The last three has to do with our hands. Everybody say my hands. Psalms 33 talks about playing instruments. I can't do that. I can do all, I can do eight of the nine. That's the best that I can do. I can't play nothing. I'm not good at that either. You don't want to hear it. Uh, No, no, no. Uh -uh. We ban tambourines in our church. (laughs) Uh, They're good when they're good, but buddy, they're bad when they're bad. Psalms 47 talks about clapping your hands. And Psalm 63 talks about lifting your hands. One thing, one thing that we have to remember is that all of these can be done. In, this, in the current situation that we're in. Every single one of these praises can be done in the current situation that we're in. It doesn't hinder the church. It's not going to stop the church. Matter of fact, it's not even going to slow the church down. Amen. Psalms 137. Bear with me, I'm almost done. Psalms 137. We're going to start in verse 2. <clears throat> and it says... We hang our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. I want to turn your attention to this last portion. It says, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Let me say this. How can we worship God in a strange land? How can we have church in a strange land? You say, well, it's not that strange. Go back 10 months and tell me where we're at isn't strange. Listen, we're in in a crazy time. I hate to say this, people say, well, when things get back to normal. What is back to normal? Listen, we're in a strange time. We have got to learn to sing in a strange land. We have got to learn to live in a strange land. We've got to learn to pray in a strange land. And most of all, we have also got to learn to worship in a strange land. Sometimes we walk through the doors, and I completely understand that we walk through the doors and we don't know what we can do and what we can't do. We don't know how far we can go or how far we're allowed to go. We don't know whether we can get out and run the aisles or dance or shout sometimes. Sometimes we just don't know because we're in a strange place. But we've got to learn to shout and dance and be victorious in a strange land. We're in a strange land. You're the church. 
we are victorious. We know how this thing's going to finish up. We've just got to learn how to navigate our way through the situation that the church is in right now. We've got to learn how to pray. We've got to learn how to worship. We've got to learn. We've got to learn how to pray people through. We've got to learn to have church in a strange land. Listen, I, I know that no one, no one and nothing is going to stop a move of God. I've learned that in my life. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's no circumstance. There's no pandemic that's ever going to stop it. Got to thinking about this smallpox in the 16 and 1700s. It didn't stop a move of God. Yellow fever in the late 1700s. It didn't stop it. Scarlet fever in the mid-1800s, it didn't stop it. The typhoid fever in the 1900, early 1900s, it didn't stop it. Polio in the early 1900s, it didn't stop a move of God. H1N1, my daughter had that back in, in 2009, 2010. And let me tell you, it didn't stop a move of God. We're still here, honey. Guess what? The church is still victorious. People still receiving the Holy Ghost. People still going down a watery grave and coming up washed white as snow by the name of Jesus Christ and I came here to simply tell you COVID-19 is not going to stop it either nor is it going to define us and I'm going to say it like this simply I didn't come here to Newark to preach you happy and I didn't come here tonight to make a bunch of friends or, or tickle your ears or anything like this. I came here today church, listen to me, I came here today to simply put some fight in you. I, I, want to get, I want you to get up and say, you know what? I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. You know what? It might, we might not all be able to join together in an altar and worship like we used to, honey. But I can sit right here. I can sit here in my six-foot piece of carpet. And I'm going to have me a Holy Ghost hoedown right here. I'm going to have a move of God right where I'm at. <laughs> Boy, I hope I'm getting somebody convinced. I hope I'm getting somebody convinced as we're all standing. I know things are strange. I know things are different. Used to come up here and man, there would be every, all of you would be up here. All you singers would be up here. Man, sound just amazing. We watch you every week and notice starting to separate, social distance and Things changed. The same word was preached though. The exact same message come forth. This will never change. This is unchangeable. My God is unchangeable. I want to tell you today church. CAC. The situations that we're navigating our way through. It can't define us. It can't define us. And I say that because there's a world and there's a world outside of these four walls that's dying and going to hell. And it's our job to reach them. It's our job to navigate our way through this crazy land that we're living in. The strange times of, 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 of just global pandemic, civil unrest. How do we have church? It's easy. All nine of them things you can do right where you're standing. 
you can win the lost. You can pray people through masks or you can have a move of God. So I want to I challenge you tonight. I want to put some fight in you tonight. I know our situations that we're facing is different than ever before in history. But after all, we serve a God that's writing our future. We know what's going to happen. We know in the last days, saith God, I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I'm banking on that because when he's saying all flesh, I'm banking on my son that's not in church today. My son that's not in church, when he said, I'm going to pour it out upon all flesh. That's my boy. I'm still believing. Listen, it's a strange, I can't give up. I can't give up. I have too many people watching. I have kids out there. It's time, church, that we have church. I know that we, listen, I know that when we have church, we come in here and we feel a little bit bound down, like we've got bungee cords holding us to our seats. There's a little bit of movement, but we don't know where we can go. I want to tell you something. It's time, CAC, that you turn loose. It's time that you turn loose. The devil wants us to be bound. He wants us to feel bound in our seats and in our pews. He wants us to feel like that we can't worship. I showed you right there in Psalms. There's a, we can worship. We can have church. We can have tremendous church. So as the praise team singing, listen, I had to go so far as I put I put tape on our floor in our sanctuary in different places. You can stand here, you can stand here, you can just to show people, hey, you can get out. You don't have to stay where you're at. So I want to challenge you tonight. Let's do something different. If you normally stay right there, get out in the aisle a little bit. If you normally raise your hands and why don't you why don't you shout a little bit? Say you're a clapper. Why don't you jump a little bit? Oh, but my knees hurt, preacher. We'll do something different. It's time. It's time that we get back to having church the way we're supposed to have church. It's time, church. We have church like apostolics have church. Yes. We want an apostolic encounter in the last days. Honey, we got to act like one. We got to have church like one. Oh, come on. Is anybody with me? Are we going to worship in this strange land that we're living in? Is anybody going to shout? Is anybody going to dance? We've got to navigate our way through this strange land. It doesn't, I'm not saying we have to conform to it. So don't misunderstand me. Don't misquote me. I'm not, Pastor Hunt, Brother Hunt's not saying we need to conform to anything. This is the only thing that we need to conform to is the Word of God. You gotta shout. You gotta, I, 
I think some of you still got a little dance left in you. <laughs> Anybody still got a little dance left in you? Anybody got a clap in your hand? We're getting ready to have apostolic church, apostolic worship, an apostolic encounter. You all ready? Huh? It depends on you. <laughs> Don't look at me. I, I can't make you do it. I can't make you worship. I can't make you praise Him. It's all on you. But there's power when we all start worshiping together. <laughs> That's what happened when Paul and Silas at that midnight hour started singing, started worshiping, started praising. Chains started loosened. Doors come off hinges. <laughs> they had an apostolic encounter. How many like to have an apostolic encounter in the house? Oh, let's worship tonight. Let's sing. Let's worship.